I want to talk to you this morning about when things go from bad to worse. Listen, I want you, see, they were already in a bad situation, okay? The children of Israel were already in a horrible situation. They were slaves in Egypt, and, and, and they were being treated horribly. Pharaoh was a type of the devil, amen? Pharaoh was a type of the devil. The, uh, Egypt was a, a type of the world, and the chains and the slavery and the bondage that they were in is a type of sin for us today. Amen? They were already in a mess. Moses and Aaron go to Pharaoh, and they're talking to him, and they said, let my people go. Read it. Exodus chapter 5. They, they, he's, they go to Pharaoh, and they say, let my people go. They want to go and have a, a feast out in the wilderness. They want to go out into the wilderness and they want to, uh, uh, you know, worship the Lord. And they want to sacrifice to God. And Pharaoh puts more on them. That's what he does. So when Moses, is Aaron go, Moses and Aaron go to him, he says, no. And he puts more on them. Let's pick up the story right here in Exodus chapter 5, starting in verse 6. Y'all with me? So the same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, You shall no longer give the people straw to make bricks as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And you shall lay on them the quota, listen to this, you shall lay on them the quota of bricks which they made before. You shall not reduce it. You see that? So they had a quota that they were already, you know, supposed to be meeting. And he says, you're not going to reduce that quota but we're going to give them more. He said, don't reduce it, for they are idle. Therefore, they cry out, saying, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let more work be laid on the men, that they may labor in it, and let them not regard false words. Look at this. And the taskmasters of the people and their officers went out and spoke to the people, saying this, thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go get yourself straw where you can find it, yet none of your work shall be reduced. What you're doing, you're going to have to continue to do. But you're going to have to go out and find straw. Listen, and the taskmasters forced them to hurry, saying, fulfill your work, your daily quota, as when there was straw. Also, the officers of the children of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten, and they were asked, why have you not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today as before? They were having taskmasters task masters beat them with whips. Okay? They were being beaten to submission. They were working them from morning to night with an unbelievable work quota that they had already had put on them. Amen? Y'all following me this morning? They had an unbelievable work quota that was already put on them. They were working them from morning till night and they had to reach that work quota or they would be mercilessly beat. Amen? And right in the middle of that, Pharaoh again, a type of the devil, the way he thinks, a type of the devil, he adds more on top of them and puts more on top of them and puts more on top of them. He said, no longer will the bricks be delivered to you and you're gonna go out and you're going to go get straw and work yourself silly. You're going to eat bread. You're going to drink water. That's all they were able to do. That's all they were able to eat. But now you're going to go gather the straw. He says, I'm putting more on you. You're still going to meet your quota from before. You're not going to get out of that. 
but I'm putting more on you. Listen, and I'm giving you even harder and more and more. He says, now you got to go gather all the straw, make the bricks, and then take the bricks, build whatever we tell you to build. After you gather the straw, make the bricks, put everything, and then you're going to build everything. He said, and then you're still going to meet the quota that I had on you. And if you don't meet the quota, I'm going to whoop you. Amen? That's what he did. If you don't meet the quota, he says, you're going to pay an awful, awful price. Pharaoh worked them severely, and then he put more on them. Can I tell you that's how the enemy does? Amen? That's how sin does. You following me? You all awake this morning. Y'all said y'all was ready. Are you ready? Okay. That's how sin does. That's how the enemy does in our life. It just puts more on you, more on you. It's not that, listen, it's, it, it's not he just couldn't hold you and that he couldn't keep you in a certain place. But before it gets really, really overbearing, you would have just stayed there. Amen? It's not that, that the devil couldn't just hold you there because you were in a certain place. Let me tell you something. If he would have just left you alone, if he would have just left you alone, but the enemy has a way of piling more on you and piling more on you. Come on, y'all. And piling more on you. And it's one thing after another thing and another thing, and he's pushing more and hurting more and hurting more. And when bad becomes worse, everybody say bad to worse. When bad becomes unbearable, everybody say unbearable. When when bad becomes unbearable, deliverance takes place. The problem with the devil, listen to me, is that he couldn't leave bad enough alone. Come on, y'all. One person got that. The problem with the devil is that he couldn't leave bad enough alone. Amen? He couldn't leave bad enough alone. If he would have just left you alone when you got down, if he would have just left you alone. But no, the devil has a way of adding more onto you and another thing and another thing and another thing. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. He doesn't realize that all he's doing is beating you into the arms of the everlasting father. That's what he's doing. If he would have just left you alone, if he would have just left you alone. But what he's doing is he's beating you into the arms of God, trying to destroy you. In the process of trying to destroy you. Because I'm telling you, at some point, when bad becomes worse, when bad gets unbearable, you turn your heart to God. That's a great spot for everybody to shout right now. When bad becomes completely unbearable and you can't take it no more, he's turning you to the heart of God. Amen. Because bad is just so much worse. Y'all going to help me preach whether you want to or not this morning. Y'all going to help me this morning whether you want to or not. I was thinking about how the enemy, he just keeps putting it on you and putting it on you. And he, he keeps pushing and keeps pushing. And, and then when bad comes to worse, can I tell you something? If the enemy would have just left me alone, if he would have just left me alone out here in this mess, I would still be in this mess. Right, But he kept adding more on to me, adding more on to me. I kept going deeper and deeper into addiction. He was attacking my family. I was losing my kids. My life was a mess. 
Amen? And he just kept adding more and adding more, and he was beating me down to my knees. And guess what? That's when I realized this is where I need to be anyway. This is where I need to be anyway. Come on. He beat me down to my knees and thought he had me. Guess what he did? If he would have just left me alone. Amen? Who am I talking to this morning? If he would have just left you alone, you would still be in that mess. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. He should have just left me alone. But he didn't. I thought about America. America needs revival. Come on, y'all. We need revival in this country. You know, it started with the Beatles. When they came out, they said, we're going to be more popular than Jesus in this country. Did you hear me? The Beatles came out and said, we're going to be more popular than Jesus in America. You're supposed to say bad when I do that. They said, we're going to be more popular than Jesus in this country. Bad. Come on, y'all. I told y'all y'all going to help me preach whether you want to or not. And then they took prayer out of schools. And then they legalized abortion. And then the next thing you know, we got gangs and drugs and all the other stuff. Come on. But what the enemy doesn't realize, at some point, America starts rising up and starts saying enough is enough. We start rising up and we turn back to God. Because it got bad. And it got bad. And it got bad. And then it just gets worse. And then it gets worse. We need God again in this nation. We need God in our families. Amen. Have you guys seen what's going on in Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury University? We are in revival. Let me tell you something. This is spreading. Do we got another picture? From universities to universities. Asbury University is known for its revivals. Amen? It's a Christian university. It had revivals in 1900s, 1905, 1970, 1992, 2006. It's all out revival again in 2023. This has spilled over to Kalamazoo. Radiant Life Church has had 50 plus hours of praying and worshiping all the universities. You see what's happened up at Michigan State. The world is bad, but God shows up. When bad gets to worse, when bad gets unbearable, God shows up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoo, we need you, Jesus. We're coming back to you, Jesus. We're having revival every Sunday morning right here in Constantine, Michigan. Hallelujah. You've pushed us too far, devil. You've pushed us too far. We're coming back to you. We're coming back to you, God. Amen. You know, it starts as one beer. And then one beer turns into a six-pack. And then that six-pack you had turns into a keg. (laughs) Next thing you know, you're an alcoholic. Starts off as a recreational drug. Just one little pill to take the edge off. Come on, y'all. Starts off, you just go smoke a little bit of weed and get your creative juices flowing. And it's okay because the government says it is. Come on, y'all. I ain't condemning you. I'm preaching to you this morning. 
Next thing you know, you're snorting stuff. Next thing you know, you're shooting stuff. Next thing you know, you don't know because you're in a crack house laid up somewhere and everything's gone. Come on, y'all. Y'all better do better than that. You know I'm preaching to you. I've lived it. It's my life. I've lived it. It's my life. Next thing you know, you hold up in some crack house. Your life is gone. You've given up on your education. Everything is wrecked. Bad has moved to unbearable. Bad. Just got so much worse. Your marriage is in trouble. It's gone from bad to worse. All hell's breaking loose. Saturday night, the popo's at your house. Come on, y'all. Got to lock somebody up. Keeps the husband from beating on the wife. The kids are all jacked up. Everybody's crazy. And then you wake up on, on Sunday morning, and everybody's jacked up, and the world is falling apart. Bad has moved to unbearable. And somebody looks over at you and says, I can't take it no more. We got to go to church this morning. I can't do it no more. We got to go to church. Look out. Look out. When bad becomes worse, when bad gets completely unbearable, that's when God can do a miracle. I'm telling you. Can you give him a shout of praise if you believe that this morning? I am sweating my butt off up here. When bad becomes completely unbearable, when bad becomes completely worse. Can I tell you something? That's when God does a miracle. Amen. It's when he does a miracle. You got to say enough is enough. All right, well, I'm going to preach now because y'all sitting up in here acting like y'all all saved. Like you've been saved your whole life. Come on, y'all. The truth is you wouldn't even be in church this morning. If I played the story of your life, there was a point in your life when bad got completely unbearable and you wouldn't even be in church this morning if you would have just, if the devil would have just left you alone. You hear me? And then you got saved. And when bad became unbearable, bad became so much more worse. Listen, you used to make fun of those holy rollers. And now you sitting there saying, man, I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost in my life. I'm telling you right now, it got so bad that you want to speak in tongues. It got so bad that you need Jesus in your life. It got so bad that you're like, I need everything to keep me straight. Everything. Turn to somebody and say, it got so bad I might get the Holy Ghost today. Tell somebody, it got so bad that I might get the Holy Ghost today. Whew. You better hear me. Oh, they ain't listening, Dustin. It got so bad, y'all going to need the Holy Ghost today. <sighs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> Psalm 119, verse 126. It's time for you, O Lord, to work. It's time for you to act, O Lord. means work. It's time for you to act, O oh Lord, for they have regarded your law as void. God, it's really bad. And we need you to show up and go to work. It's time for you to work, O oh Lord. Help me. We need you, Jesus. God responds when things get really bad because we turn to him because we repent, because we say, God, I can't take it anymore. God responds 
when bad gets worse. Amen. That's the best time for God to work. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Amen. Notice that's where the church works best. Is at the gates of hell. It's where the church works best. So if the gates of hell come to your house, if the gates of hell come to your marriage, that's where God's going to do his greatest work. Amen. The gates of hell will not prevail. Look at Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, can I tell you floods are overwhelming? Floods are devastating. Tara and I and our kids, we was all camping one year up in Muskegon on Lake Michigan. And we're tent campers. <laughs> I don't know why, but we're tent campers. Thanks, honey. I love you. Um, my wife's so old-fashioned. Um, listen, a storm comes brewing over Lake Michigan. Y'all remember this? And we're sleeping. And we wake up to thunder and lightning and everything's crashing. And all of a sudden, it is pouring down rain and our little tent collapsed. And I'm standing in there with a flashlight in my mouth because I can't see nothing. It's dark. I got, I'm holding the tent up like this. I look. Everything's floating in our tent. Our clothes are wet. The air mattress is floating. Everything. What am I like? And I'm like, I'm standing there like this. I'm trying to hold this thing, the tent up. The whole thing had collapsed. Floods are overwhelming. They're overwhelming. It's everywhere. It's out of control. You try to patch up a hole here. You patch up a hole here. You patch a hole here. You do, you do all this, and it just keeps rushing in. It's overwhelming, guys. Listen, you're sinking in hopelessness. You're sinking in depression. You're sinking in fear. Oh, my God. What is going on? I can't take it. I'm overwhelmed. This flood is devastating. Look at this. But when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Amen? Floods are overwhelming when it moves from bad to absolutely reaching the point where it becomes unbearable. Good things start happening. Amen? When bad reaches the point, if you don't shut that kid up, no, that's my granddaughter. I can say that. I'm only playing. I love you so much, baby. Oh, I love you so much. I w- <laughs> that's bad. Oh. I'm kidding. That's my grand. I would never say that. I told you. Listen, when, when it moves from bad, to absolutely reaching the point where it becomes unbearable, God shows up. Amen. 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 Y'all understand that? Whew. Paul said in Romans 5.20, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Where sin abounded, grace much more abounded. Paul says this after he lists this whole catalog. He lists a whole catalog of sins. Paul did in in 2 Corinthians 7, 6. He says, nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast. Do you know what the opposite of nevertheless is? Always the more. And let me introduce you this morning 
to a God who is always the more. Amen? Come on, y'all. Always more grace than sin. Always more light than darkness. Always more victory than defeat. Hallelujah! Always the more, God. Always the more. And when bad becomes unbearable, good things happen. I know it might not seem like it. I know you might not think it is, but I promise you, when bad goes to worse, good things happen. Amen? Who am I preaching to this morning? Come on, y'all. I know most of y'all's story. If we just separated this crowd right now, if we just separated this crowd right now, and the only reason some of you people are here is that it moved bad, from bad to worse, and that's the only reason you're in church this morning. The only reason I'm here. It's the only reason I'm here. My life got completely unbearable, and I had nowhere else to go. But if we separated this crowd, I promise you, the majority of you that are here are here because bad got unbearable. Come on, y'all. It moved from bad to worse, and here you are. Here you are. Joseph had a dream, and God said, you're going to sit on the throne in Egypt. And then everything went backwards. Everything went backwards for him. Listen, he goes to his brothers, and his brothers rip off his coat, his coat of favor. They rip his coat off, and he takes a step backwards. And then they throw him in a pit, and he takes a step backwards, right? Some of you in here feel like you are doing nothing but being moved backwards. Some of you feel like that everything is stacked against you. Some of you in here feel like it's just one back step after another back step, and that, 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 that the world is coming against you. Listen, I want to tell you something. They sold him into slavery. He takes another step backwards. He ends up in Egypt in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife makes a hit on him, then lies about him, accuses him of rape. He gets locked up. He does 13 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Another step backwards. Amen? His brothers put him there. And then he takes another step backwards. And finally, he reaches a point after going back, 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 back. The butler had forgot about him. The baker had left him. They all, listen, he takes another step backwards. And then he gets so tired after taking all these steps backwards. He says, you know what? I think I'll just have a seat. And he sits down and there's a throne up under him. He takes a step backwards, and there's a throne up under him. What I'm saying to you guys, listen, God is going to take you where he said he's going to take you. You might have to get there in reverse. But I'm telling you right now, God is going to take you where he said he is going to take you. You can go forward. You can move backwards in it. You can go where, But he is going to get you there. He's going to get you there. Amen. Really doesn't matter. God's still going to get you where he said he's going to take you. Some of you are going backwards. But you need to understand God is going to get you there. Amen? Woohoo! I'm telling you. Just tell somebody besides you, you know what? God's backing you right into your miracle. Tell them. Tell them. Turn to somebody else and tell them because I can't hear you. Say, God is backing you right into your miracle. Come on, y'all. We thought it would all be forward progress. Didn't we? No. We thought it would all be forward progress. But sometimes God puts things in reverse. Sometimes 
God puts things in reverse and he says, your destiny's still there. It's just back there and not up there. Amen. Woo. The devil is a liar this morning. The devil is a liar this morning. I'm saying to you today that the devil just pushes further and further and further. Life gets crazier and crazier and crazier and so bad until bad becomes completely unbearable. And when unbearable gets so heavy and you say, I can't take it anymore. You say, I can't take it anymore. You turn Facebook off. You turn social media off. You turn the TV off. You turn the news off. Listen, it's unbearable. You get your face in this book. You open this book. You're walking around. You're praying. You're crying. You put this book in your car at work, and instead of eating lunch, you're fasting, and you're praying, and then you're breathing some more. And oh, oh, Lord, oh, oh, it's so unbearable. I can't take it. And that's when God shows up because it's gone so bad. If you're like, God, I need you. That's when God shows up. You hear me? Oh, some of you need to understand your little spiritual vacation is over. Some of you need to understand your little spiritual vacation is over. Everybody say like, dang it. But I was doing so good, Pastor. Your little spiritual vacation is over. This is a job for God. Amen. You're going to have to turn to him or you're going to lose your family. You're going to have to turn to him or you're going to lose your marriage. You're going to lose your joy. You're going to lose everything. You got to turn to God. No more games. Amen. I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I'm telling you right now, if you don't turn to God, you're going to lose a lot more. The prodigal son. Here we go. Y'all ready? The prodigal son. Y'all going to help me preach this morning. You know what your part is? Turn to your neighbor and say bad. All right. Here's the prodigal son. He left the father's house. Like three of you said it. Y'all going to help me preach this morning whether you realize it or not. The prodigal son left the father's house. There we go. That's better. That's better. He spent all of his father's inheritance on riotous living. He wasted his substance, the scripture says. He, come on, y'all. In other words, he spent all of his money getting wasted. Bad. Wasting your talent, wasting your gifts, wasting your potential, wasting the anointing of God on his life. The spiritual inheritance that you had for your life, you ran off and started wasting it. Bad. Amen. It's bad, 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 bad. Then the Bible says he ran out of money. And when you run out of money, you run out of friends. Amen. When you run out of money, you run out of friends. 
Ah, they all deserted him. He stayed in somebody's apartment too long. They booted him out. He went and moved in with his girlfriend. She got sick of driving him all over the place because he ain't got no money, ain't got no job, ain't got nothing. Got bad, 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 bad. Then they got tired of it. And then at some point, he ends up in a pig pen. Jews don't belong in pig pens. Amen. They don't eat pork. They don't eat hogs. I'm telling you, it's unclean to this day. To this day, they don't eat pork. They don't eat hogs. It's unclean. They don't touch it. And something happened when he got in the pig pen. Something clicked. Amen. Something clicked. He said, that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. That was bad. He said, but this, a Jew in a pig pen? He said, he said, this is, this is unbearable. Look at Luke 15, 18. He says, I will arise and go to my father's house. Come on, y'all. I'm going back to my father's house where at least the servants have more than enough. Bad just got completely worse. Amen? Listen, but it didn't happen until bad got worse. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And then bad got completely unbearable. And he woke up in a pig pen and he said, I'm going to go home. I'm done. Amen? Are y'all following me? He says, I'm done. I'm going home. But it didn't happen until bad got worse. And some of you don't understand what's been going on in your family and in your life and in your marriage and in your situation. But when bad becomes unbearable, folks cry out. Amen. Folks are crying out to the Lord. When bad becomes unbearable, people begin to repent. People begin to turn to God. Lives are changed. When bad becomes unbearable, people turn their hearts to God. Amen. Can we give him a shout of praise right now? Thank you, Jesus. Whew. I love this last point. I'm almost done. I love this last point. He promised, I will never put more on you than you're able to bear. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able. You see that? But will with that temptation... Also make a way to escape. That what? Say it again. He will not give you more than you can handle. But will with that temptation also make a way to escape. That you are able to bear it. Amen. I love that. I love that. And some of you have watched circumstances in your life. Move from bad to worse. Some of you have watched circumstances in your life move from bad to completely unbearable. I can't take it anymore. And God is saying, turn to me. Come back to me. I won't give you more than what you can handle. Amen? He says, turn to me. Come back to me. 
I won't give you more than what you can handle. He says, I was not your first choice, but I'm your last chance. I was not your first choice, but I'm your last chance. And if your bad has become worse, it's time for good things to happen. Amen. It's time for something good to happen. Amen. Because that's when you turn to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just give him a shout of praise in here this morning. When you're bad becomes so much worse. How many of you need something good to happen in your life? Turn to God. He wasn't your first choice, but he's your last chance. Do you believe that this morning? I don't know what drove you to get up and come to church today. I'm really grateful you did. But I don't know what drove you to get up and come to church this morning. I don't know what's been going on in your life. I don't know what's been going on in your family, your home. But I believe with all my heart that this is a message and it's right on time for many, many people. I believe that with all my heart. That this is a message that is right on time for many, many people that are listening to me. And it's gotten so bad. Things in your life have gotten so bad that they're Almost unbearable. You know you're right on the verge of a miracle? Amen. You are right on the verge of a miracle and a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is your day. If you've had all you can take, this is your day. If you've had all you can take, if you're tired of just seeing it, and the enemy just keeps piling more on you and, and putting more and more and pushing and pushing and, and it's crazier and crazier and it's time to turn back to God. It's time to turn back to God. Today is your day. Like the prodigal son. He says, I'm coming out of this and I'm going home. Amen. I'm coming up out of this and I'm going home. Hallelujah. This is it. He says, I'm going back to God for this. This is the last thing. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. My bad just got so much worse. And I'm turning back to you, God. 